the Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, May 18th. A Stover man was seriously injured Tuesday in a crash on 3rd Street. 40-year-old Anthony Gibson was driving when the vehicle traveled off the right side of the roadway and crossed Cherry Street. The car then reportedly struck two trees and came to a rest. Gibson sustained serious injuries and was transported by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. According to the report, Gibson was not wearing a seatbelt. More information at lakeexpo.com. Come and get hooked on fishing with Missouri Conservation Free Fishing Days. Through June 11th and 12th, anyone can fish in Missouri without having to buy a fishing permit. Other fishing regulations remain in effect during free fishing days, such as limits on size and number of fish an angler may keep. More information at lakeexpo.com. Josh Toops, agriculture teacher at Lake Career and Technical Center, is Camdenton Teacher of the Week. The district says that Mr. Toops spends many hours beyond the typical workday taking students to contests, fairs, and various FFA events. He's passionate about helping students learn about all things agriculture, and he genuinely cares about his students and their interest outside of his classroom. Congrats, Josh. Thanks for all your hard work. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new products, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, uh, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Blues got their second round playoff series off and running at Colorado last night. Blues, of course, beat Minnesota in the first round 4-2. to two. So they take on the Avalanche, who have been great all year long. The Blues got off to a good start, had a one nothing lead after the first period. But the Avalanche came alive in the second period, scoring two goals. And then they cruise in the third to get the win. So Colorado with an early series lead after taking game one at home. Game two will go tomorrow night at Colorado. Games three and four will be in St. Louis on Saturday and Monday. 
As for college baseball and college softball, huge week ahead for softball. The Mizzou ladies and MSU ladies will play each other in uh, regional tournament play in uh, Columbia on Friday afternoon. The Lady Tigers hosting that regional, and again, they play MSU on Friday. The other two teams in that region are Illinois and Arizona. The uh, Mizzou Lady Tigers, 36-20. and 20. The MSU ladies, 27-18, and 18, and they won the Valley Tournament. As for baseball, this is the last weekend of the regular season. Mizzou 26-22. and 22. They had a game at Kansas last night canceled, so they will finish the regular season with a three-game series at Georgia this weekend. The MSU Bears 24-24. and 24. They finish off the regular season with a series at Bradley this weekend. As for the big boys, the Cardinals split a doubleheader yesterday uh, against the Mets. They lose Lose the first game 3-1, win the second game 4-3. They've got the Mets again today. The Royals had a doubleheader yesterday, too, and they split that against the White Sox as well. The Sox winning the first game 3-0. The Royals won the second game 2-1. Busy time in sports right now. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns at 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV's your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90. Roku, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM.
thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, the key. Hey, it is 8.08. Good morning. 64 degrees, some clouds, a little bit of rain in the region as well. But I'll tell you what, it's another beautiful day to be alive and live at the Lake of the Ozarks. You better believe it, man. And We've got some nice weather coming up for this uh, weekend as well. We'll hover around 85 for the afternoon high today and then maybe see, uh, I don't know that we'll see any more rain. Not uh, really expecting a whole lot more. They're saying some, uh, possibly some isolated uh, thunderstorms today. Otherwise, clouds, and as I mentioned, 85, 64 with a partly cloudy sky tonight. We'll jump all the way up to 87 tomorrow and uh, 74 for the low with a partly cloudy sky. Partly cloudy on Friday, high 88, low 62. And then a very comfortable weekend. Scattered thunderstorms, 71 for the high, the low of 48. Don't be surprised if that temperature doesn't uh, jump up a couple of more degrees by the time we get to the weekend. Because yesterday, I think I might have said it was going to be 63 on Saturday. Partly cloudy, 67 the high on Sunday, then the clouds and 70 on Monday. Showers, 69 on Tuesday, and then Wednesday looks like a high of 77, a low of 62, and a partly cloudy sky as we uh, kind of get you squared away for the big holiday weekend at the Lake of the Ozarks, if you want to call it that. Some people would say it's not necessarily a holiday. Maybe we look at Memorial Day the wrong way. Uh, a lot of us uh, look at it. Uh, this is a time to uh, celebrate, have fun, get together with family and friends. A lot of folks come to the lake. I guess it's really however you uh, decide you want to celebrate. But we hope that you'll take some time and think about uh, Memorial Day itself. Uh, right now, looks like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and Mem- uh, Memorial Day Monday, the 30th, uh, we uh, should have some decent weather with highs anywhere from the uh, mid to upper 80s, which is pretty much, uh, you know, what we expect around these parts, a little heat, a little humidity, not a bad thing. It is 810 right now, uh, 658.81, the current lake level at Bagnell Dam, and the river level at 563.53. So get all that good stuff out of the way and uh, look to see what it is. Uh, if you need a reason to celebrate today, well, there there are a couple of things out there. Ike Skelton in the studio with me. Uh, today is uh, National Visit Your Relatives Day, and how... How how apropos they do it in the middle of the week when they know, ah, yeah, I could go over and hang out and spend some time and, mm-hmm. you know, do all that good stuff. But uh, I, I've got work to do. <laughs> Always. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, sir. National No Dirty Dishes Day. I don't know how, about how you do that. I don't know about, about your house, but uh, more or less, maybe uh, you don't allow them to pile up in the sink. My... Uh, my wife always does such a great job of, of, of taking care of our house. She does an immaculate job. And so as uh, as it uh, may come to pass that uh, there's a couple of dishes in the sink, I get on those bad boys like nobody's business. There you go. Don't give her a reason. There you Do go. Do not give her a reason. Uh, Emergency Medical Services for Children Day. And finally, National Cheese Souffle Day. Ah. Never had a cheese souffle. No, me neither. I don't think I've ever had souffle. I don't know that I've had souffle either. Not not knowingly. Yeah. <laughs> Might have slipped it in on me sometime. Uh, exactly. You know. I think that's exactly it. 8-11 is our time. So uh, they had the Republican Club meeting last night, and you were in attendance. And uh, what was that uh, What was that like? Yeah, I showed up a little bit late, but uh, as I had a, a little gig, shindig, out in uh, Climax Springs at Boondocks Bar and Grill. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, I went up there. They had, um, let's see, they had the candidates for circuit clerk uh, present themselves. They had the candidates for preside, uh, excuse me, prosecuting attorney present themselves, and the candidates for I think associate circuit judge. So we had Ryan Bridges and Heather Miller. They're running for associate circuit judge. Uh, Karen Clopton and. Um, Oh, my goodness, Henry. Uh, oh, oh, boy, I feel horrible not knowing her first name off the top of my head. Kayla? Yeah, yeah, Kayla Henry. Thank you so much. I thought it was <laughs> my Kayla for a second. Thank you for saving me there. Sure. And then uh, um, Rochelle uh Christensen, Grosner Christensen, and and Caleb Cunningham running for prosecuting attorney. So um, that was that was good. We had a nice. There was a nice crowd there that showed up, and it was great to see that because you know um, it's fantastic that these outfits put on these events for candidates because and it's really not for the candidates. I mean, you think it is, and, and to someone it is, but it's for the public because you know uh, the public needs to know what's going on. They need to know who it is that uh, is running for these positions and and trying to uh, get out there and do their best job and and. And uh, so it's important to be able to have a venue where these folks can can uh, highlight themselves a little bit and tell you something about themselves. And um, you don't get to ask as many questions as you might like just because of the, the uh, format of the event. Uh, but uh, they take a question every now and again. So uh, it was very good. Uh, I got a little fiery last night between the uh, uh, the prosecuting attorneys. Probably mostly it's going to be a it's going to be a very hot race. Uh, if you've uh, watched any of it all, you know what's going on there. It's going to be a um, heavy contest there. I think uh, the um, uh, circuit clerk's um, you know office that'll, that'll, that'll be a good race, but uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of fireworks there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the judges' race is pretty cut and dry as well, well. You have you know with the circuit clerk, the main thing is is Joe McElwee is is stepping down yes. after a number of years yeah. of great service to the county. Yep, yep. She has been a huge asset to this county for so many years and she has, you know, and, and I think that's one of the uh the office holders if you will uh that has to deal with maybe a little bit more sometimes from the ire of the people than we're led to believe. It's not, you know, all cut and dry. No. And then she runs that office with the staff that she has, an amazing group of people that uh, work there. But uh, the county has been very fortunate to have her in that position for a lot of years. And so it's uh, time to make a change. And I'm, I'm sure she's probably ready to, uh, you know, get out of that role and, oh. and, and enjoy life. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And um, yeah, those are going to be tough shoes to fill, they always say. And, and that'd be definitely right in this case. Although, uh, you know, it is also sometimes good to have uh, somebody with a little different direction to do things uh, a little bit differently. And, oh, I'm and, sure. You know, maybe there'll be some improvements. Maybe there won't. But we'll see what happens, you know. Um, regardless, uh, somebody's going to get elected to that position. So people need to pay attention to what's going on and, and who they elect because uh, it's a very important position, as all of them are. Uh, circuit clerk's a big, that's a big deal. You're not dealing with all your courts there. I saw uh, uh, Ryan Bridges was there last night. Yes, he was. And uh, somebody had mistakenly, mistakenly uh, tagged him as Caleb Cunningham. You know, I saw this on, on uh, Facebook, on social media. Oh, wow. And it wasn't, uh, no, that wasn't Caleb Cunningham. That was uh, Ryan Bridges, who's a real nice guy. I mean, uh, you know, I think a lot of these people, when they run for office, regardless, as you said, they have uh, they have good intentions. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is to not only back it up with good intentions, 
but to uh, follow through on what it is that uh, you know you're trying to get done here. Let's uh, go to the phones. A, a good phone call to uh, start this eight o'clock hour. Caller, thanks for joining us. You're on uh, the Daily Show. What's up? How's it going, fellas? Good, good man. Hey, it's good to hear from you. I thought you kind of dropped off the face of the earth there for you're a while. You're down in Florida where you're getting ready to go. Yeah, well. Uh, well I, I, I did drop off the face of the earth. Sometimes that's a good thing to do. Okay, <laughs> that's absolutely right, man. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, so, you know, last night's meeting, um, I was there. It was. I thought it was pretty good. Everybody, I thought, did a pretty good job speaking. Um, but the, the race that really interest me is the prosecutor's race. That's where you see the clear difference in direction and approach and uh, attitude and just, uh, you know, personality. Uh, there's drastic differences between the two. And uh, I thought Rochelle Christensen Grobner did a really good job of highlighting that. Mm -hmm. And so that's the one that I'm, that I'm really watching. And that is a really... Uh, crucial uh, position because that is a that, that's one place where you can have a check on government um, or you can have a lockstep with government just depending on who you support and right now uh, I'm looking for those checks because I don't want to see uh, further expansion of government or intrusion of people's uh, rights I want I want uh, people who commit crimes to be prosecuted certainly but I also want to make sure that our rights are respected, and I, I think that's a really important position, and that's where I'm looking to. Yeah, I'd say it's critical myself because, as you just mentioned, it's an area that you can do some really fantastic things for the community, or you can very seriously abuse that position uh, and um, right. and and be tyrannical towards your community as well. So uh, it is right. critical, and um, you know they don't have the power of the purse, but they have the power of the sword, and uh, so it is certainly one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, position in in a county. Uh, office is to be the prosecuting attorney. I mean, it sits right up there with with the sheriff's department being the top law enforcement individual in the county. And then, of course, uh, right. the county commission, uh, you know, does the budget. Uh, they approve the budget and approve spending and, and allocate resources. So uh, you have three very important uh uh, offices there, and um, it's going to be critical because, um, you know, again, this is where a lot of power can be wielded is through that prosecutor's office. Let me ask you a question. As far as as far as the uh, the the office of prosecuting attorney goes, do you think that the prosecuting attorney should also be involved a little bit more so in county government in terms of when there are issues? that uh, uh, the prosecuting attorney uh, steps in and, and, and at least tries to maybe set the foundation? Because I understand a lot of times you have to look outside of your county to maybe, like, say, the attorney general's office for certain things. Sure. But uh, don't, don't you think that maybe a prosecuting attorney's job is to uh, also kind of make sure that the checks and balances in the county uh, are are in a in a in a state that if there are things that are going on uh, that aren't uh, you know moving along properly that the uh, prosecuting attorney uh, just simply says hey look this isn't the way we do business in this county and uh, we need to yeah. maybe adhere a little bit more so to uh, ethics uh, to rules and regulations and you know I don't know how it goes in other counties I really don't. 
Uh, I will say, uh, you know, you don't really hear a lot out of Miller or Morgan County with uh, issues and problems mm-hmm. and things. And maybe it's because we're a little bit more focused because we live in Camden County, so we watch things a little closer. True. But I've never really heard uh, of uh, of much in the way of uh, the uh, debacles, yep. lawsuits uh, for, for Miller or Morgan County. Maybe they exist. Maybe they well, just know how to handle it. But uh, so, so how do you feel about that? Well, uh, that's a good question. And I think... It, it takes, there's, I think there's many different aspects and uh, ways to answer that. And so I would answer it by saying, yes, the prosecutor absolutely should be more involved. And if things are going on or about to go on, that shouldn't go on somebody somewhere down the line, whether it's a commissioner, whether it's a prosecutor or a sheriff or somebody needs to stand up and say, no, fellas or ladies, we're not going to be doing this. This is wrong. Uh, this is unethical, this is immoral, illegal, whatever it is, and we can't do this. Mm-hmm. And so absolutely. Now, when it comes to other counties, I think some of these problems mm-hmm. exist in other counties, maybe not to the degree that they do here, right. but you have a different populace here. You have people who are very outspoken, people who uh, seek the truth, uh, people who want to see good governance. And you don't have as much of that in other areas. People are afraid, uh, quite honestly, to come out and speak out against public officials because they don't want their backlash. And that right there should tell you uh, the problem that we face overall as a country when people are too afraid to even do that. And I think that's really the difference. Well, that can definitely be a problem when, when, if you have, and I'm not saying we do here, don't get me wrong, but just in general, if you have a rogue prosecutor um, and or a sheriff and, and your people then want to speak out against someone and those, those offices will then try to retaliate in some way, that's a very serious problem. And uh, again, right. I'm not saying that's happening here. Don't misunderstand. I'm just saying as, as a general rule. So, you know, I look at it, KB, that, that really, you know, all of the elected officials, um, should be the leaders in that government period at every office level, because especially in, a, in, in our first class county, and maybe that's part of the difference, too. Uh, we've got more money to throw around and more money to, to spend and allocate and, and give out. You know, maybe uh, there's more to fight over. But uh, um, I think every elected official should be at a higher place than than you know an, a hired employee honestly because um, you're elected there's different rules that you have to follow to get elected there's different rules you should be following while you're in office and I think that's where the right. ethics level stands and really when you have a, a problem in the county I think that those elected officials should come together and not necessarily out in public but maybe they should go behind the scenes to wherever this office you know whatever office the problem is and say look at here you know you're making the county look bad you you should be you should be standing up to a uh, uh, a higher ethical standard here you should be doing better for your constituency and uh you need to you need to get your act together and you well, do those things behind the scene you know and try to try to support and, and a little bit of peer pressure i think is a big deal too and if i could just add one thing kb mentioned lawsuits uh in my mind i view the county commissions part of their role is to try to make sure that we are not facing all of these lawsuits and wasting yeah. taxpayer funds on attorneys and uh high priced insurance and all of this different stuff and so if those things are going on in other departments since they 
are tasked with pre, you know providing the budget for those departments. In my mind, they ought to be going to those folks and saying, "Listen, clean up your act, or we're going to cut the money off here." Mm-hmm. You know that is a check. That is a check uh, of government, and they don't do that. They just simply go along with whatever you know the the talk of the day is, or whatever the the next thing that they want to do. They don't ever use the power that they have uh, properly, and that is a proper use of that power. I feel like, um, as an elected official, you still have a responsibility to the citizens of that county to be a good steward uh, on a lot of different levels. Of course, we talk about you know uh, the uh, the prosecutorial aspect of the job, but certainly looking out for. Uh, the tax dollars that are flowing through the community for whatever reason. If you see something, if you know of something, I think it would be smart for you to say something to someone that, hey, look, you know, uh, we need to really watch this because these are the types of things that really irritate the citizens of the county uh, when we're, you know, getting into these types of situations where uh, there may be uh, an opportunity for a lawsuit to be filed for one reason or another. It it not only makes you look bad, but then it's the financial impact that uh, you have to deal with as well. And sometimes I don't necessarily think that people always think about that aspect of uh, of a lawsuit because we never see the bills. We never understand. Maybe we, we hear a number, uh, you know, this lawsuit is going to cost uh, a county X amount of dollars. And, you know, we don't know how that all breaks down. We just hear a number. Right. So uh, again, I think, you know, it's six and one half dozen of another when it comes to trying to balance that scale where you're doing the job and you're doing it effectively. And, and, and as both of you said, having the wherewithal to step up and do what's right, not what's popular, right. what's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, right. I, and I, I... I agree. I, go ahead, Ike. Well, <laughs> I, I think also, you know, you mentioned, Matt, earlier the, about the uh, commission, and I think that um, the commission as a whole... Uh, should be and should set the tempo for the county and should be the leader of that county. And when there is an appearance of impropriety, first of all, you have to have your own ducks in a row, right? You cannot be at that level and have impropriety uh, in your own backyard. But instead, uh, they should be the watchdogs over the other offices, as you mentioned, Matt. And they should then, if if you see an issue, you should go to that that office holder and say, hey, looky here, you know, uh, I know you you got your own constituency and you're going to have to be reelected or what have you. But, but we as a commission think that you're doing X, Y, Z wrong and, and needs to be turned around a little bit. And right. I think that instead of being, uh, you know, you talk about lawsuits, instead of being a confrontational adversary at the commission's office, I think the commission office should be a little more, um, you know, a little more, um, you know, smoothing out the wrinkles, as it were, and being a a facilitator for a a more harmonious, uh, without using too big flowery words here, but to just kind of keep things flowing better, you know, and make sure that this that this continuous upheaval doesn't exist, um, that there is yeah. more harmony in the county and and things are going run run more smoothly. I think they should be uh, more of a um, an intermediary there between various parties and try to work things out instead of going to all these lawsuits and, and hard feelings or whatnot. Well, you can't stop them all, um, but I think you can try to no, prevent a bunch of them. Yeah, a lot of them can be prevented. I agree with what you're saying there. Um, now, here's the problem with a lawsuit. A lawsuit really only costs the taxpayer money because yep. the public official doesn't pay it. So 
I sometimes question whether they even care about lawsuits uh, because it doesn't affect them personally. And maybe that needs to change a little bit. I was just going to say maybe it should. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, right. I can, you, so. you bring that up. I can see if, if there's an action that, you know, they're suing the county maybe for some sort of a an ordinance or a policy problem or what have you. All right, maybe maybe the uh, um, the county's attorneys, you know, an, an insurance company, whatever, should kick in. But if it's a direct action against an elected official for something that the elected official directly did, um, you know, I don't don't know all the laws and ins and outs there, but maybe something needs to be changed there so that that elected official won't feel quite so insulated by having a uh, county attorney in their pocket, as it were. Right, yeah. But it's a balancing act because you don't Mm -hmm. want people, like, for example, the sheriff, you don't want them afraid to go out and take police action when they need to for fear of being sued personally. So it's a tough thing to balance there, and I don't know Mm -hmm. that I have the answer. Yeah, it, it is. It's all a balancing act like that, and and uh, you're right. You know, you gotta you gotta figure out. Well, I talked to some folks about uh, you know uh, our VRBOs and Airbnbs are a big issue, um, and there's two sides to that. And somehow you got to figure out how to balance it all so that everybody nobody's going to be a hundred percent happy, uh, but you got to make it to where people can live with each other and uh, move on with life. That's right. Great, great program, guys. Hey, man, it's good to hear from you this morning. Always uh, great to hear from Matt Burns. And uh, I'm sure we are not done hearing from Matt Burns. I think uh, maybe Matt will uh, get himself back into the uh, the race again at some particular point. You never know. He might run for uh, commissioner. Never can tell what he'll do. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. It is uh, 829, just about 830, which means we're uh, knocking on the door to some more information, courtesy of Stacy Johnson and the folks at LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Also, we'll uh, hear from Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider. He's got sports here on uh, Key Radio. And, of course, of course, Chris Schneider is uh, with Lake TV. He's going to be joining me. A little bit later on, we film our in-studio stuff, uh, a new What's Burning on Lake TV coming your way on Thursday, tomorrow. And, of course, we do the show uh, 7 a.m., 5 p.m., 11 p.m., seven days a week, a new show every Thursday. We've got some fun stuff on there. Tell you a little bit about it on the other side of the break. It's The Daily Show on The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, May 18th. A Stover man was seriously injured Tuesday in a crash on 3rd Street. 40-year-old Anthony Gibson was driving when the vehicle traveled off the right side of the roadway and crossed Cherry Street. The car then reportedly struck two trees and came to a rest. Gibson sustained serious injuries and was transported by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. According to the report, Gibson was not wearing a seatbelt. More information at lakeexpo.com. Come and get hooked on fishing with Missouri Conservation Free Fishing Days. Through June 11th and 12th, anyone can fish in Missouri without having to buy a fishing permit. Other fishing regulations remain in effect during free fishing days, such as limits on size and number of fish an angler may keep. More information at lakeexpo.com. Josh Toops, agriculture teacher at Lake Career and Technical Center, is Camdenton Teacher of the Week. The district says that Mr. Toops spends many hours beyond the typical workday taking students to contests, fairs, and various FFA events. 
He's passionate about helping students learn about all things agriculture, and he genuinely cares about his students and their interests outside of his classroom. Congrats, Josh. Thanks for all your hard work. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Blues got their second round playoff series off and running at Colorado last night. Blues, of course, beat Minnesota in the first round 4-2. to two. So they take on the Avalanche, who have been great all year long. The Blues got off to a good start, had a one nothing lead after the first period. But the Avalanche came alive in the second period, scoring two goals. And then they cruise in the third to get the win. So Colorado with an early series lead after taking game one at home. Game two will go tomorrow night at Colorado. Games three and four will be in St. Louis on Saturday and Monday. As for college baseball and college softball, huge week ahead for softball. The Mizzou ladies and MSU ladies will play each other in uh, regional tournament play in uh, Columbia on Friday afternoon. The Lady Tigers hosting that regional, and again, they play MSU on Friday. The other two teams in that region are Illinois and Arizona. The uh, Mizzou Lady Tigers, 36-20. and 20. The MSU Ladies, 27-18, and 18, and they won the Valley Tournament. As for baseball, this is the last weekend of the regular season. Mizzou, 26-22. and 22. They had a game at Kansas last night canceled, so they will finish the regular season with a three-game series at Georgia this weekend. The MSU Bears, 24-24. and 24. They finish off the regular season with a series at Bradley this weekend. As for the big boys, the Cardinals split a doubleheader yesterday uh, against the Mets. They lose the first game 3-1, win the second game 4-3. They've got the Mets again today. The Royals had a doubleheader yesterday too, and they split that against the White Sox as well. The Sox winning the first game 3-0. The Royals won the second game 2-1. Busy time in sports right now. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns at 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key & Lock. 
When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What, what led to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key. Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. Absolutely, and little things go a long way. Uh, for example, you got applause there. Yeah. Hello, everybody. It's good to be with you. We've got a great audience here today. <laughs> New York. I don't know if you can still do that or not. And then you just... That's right. Uh, live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors, uh, we are here and uh, broadcasting uh, on this uh, beautiful, beautiful Wednesday morning, 837. The uh, sun is peeking through the clouds, 66 degrees, on our way to a high today of around 85. You've probably felt that humidity if you've been outside already. 85 the high, maybe some isolated uh, thunderstorms developing this afternoon. 64 tonight with a partly cloudy sky. 87 and partly cloudy tomorrow. 88 and partly cloudy on Friday. Scattered thunderstorms possible on Saturday and a high of 71. Partly cloudy and 67 on Sunday. So some uh, some good weather there. And, of course, when uh, you get a good, uh, you know, ba ba da 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 ba There you go. All right. <laughs> This is a fun little toy. I really appreciate Bill. Bill Mundhausen is is all about you know making sure we've got good equipment and having the things necessary. Uh, we wanted to have a uh, an ability for folks to call in, and uh, we've got our phone set up here, and that works. Uh, it, it, from when I started back in the mid '80s, right. And everything was huge. Everything was massive. Sure, sure. You needed, you know, you needed, speaking of pit crews, we talked about a pit crew. And my dog has his own pit crew. Uh, you needed a pit crew uh, to set up at uh, a live broadcast. And, of course, you know, used to have the big uh, uh, big transformers and all the tubes and everything. And now it's just, you can do everything that you possibly need to do, you can do it off of a cell phone in some instances, but a little setup like this goes in a case, and uh, you have decent Wi-Fi wherever you're headed, uh, and you're in good shape. So that is that. 839, Ike Skelton is here, 
And uh, your phone calls are welcome this morning at 573-633-5395. We were talking a little bit uh, about last night's Republican Club meeting. And uh, we uh, I want to say thanks so much to um, Les Larson, who is the yes. president of the Camden County Republican Club, for taking the time to call us and give us a bit of a preview. Uh, I will say some guests to look forward to. Speaking of that, Mark McCloskey is going to be on the program with me in June. Uh, Jenny Brinkman, thank you for helping to set that up. Uh, I believe we're going to do that on June the 6th. And then on June the 16th, Chris Ann Hall will be on the program. Mm. And we're looking forward to uh, having her in to uh, talk about a variety of different things. She's actually coming to the Lake of the Ozarks uh, as a guest speaker uh, for We the People. Yeah, again, um, I'm, uh, yes, um, I'm honored to help sponsor that. And she is phenomenal constitutional attorney. Because, And I say that because, you know, a lot of constitutional attorneys will talk about uh, the Constitution and, and this sense. and that and the rights. Well, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but she actually uh, talks about the Constitution and how it was created and how it came about in that the states created the federal government. And through their charter and through the constitution and voting it in um, are truly the powers of the federal government if we would just start asserting that you know too many times it seems as though state governors uh, and legislators will just go along with whatever the federal government wants to come up with instead of pushing back and and unfortunately what I see when it's <laughs> when it's red team all the red states will not really give the president or those in, in federal government a hard time but when the blue team's in charge the red the red states get on them and vice versa when the red team's in the there's a buddy of mine that believes that politics is red team blue team you know oh, sure red, red team gets to play for a little while all right now it's blue team's turn right you know and well, somebody's and somebody, right. it seems that way doesn't it <laughs> so right. you know it's almost like they got it scheduled okay we're gonna get blue team uh, eight years in the white house oh no no we got to take back four of those years yeah it's just just nuts but anyhow um so but chris ann hall looks at it and the reality of how it was set up. Yeah. And, and that is the states are the drivers of, of the federal government if we would just start using our authority um, uh, to do so. And hopefully she'll inspire more people to stand up. And Because I think every state needs to be pushing back against the federal government. The federal government is so far out of control. I do not believe that, you know, we've got some great people uh, in this particular uh, session, this race, this election cycle that want to be... Uh, our um, representatives for the 4th Congressional District, which encompasses a lot of Lake of the Ozarks. We have, in, and it, we're going to be sending an individual, uh, a new individual to the U.S. Senate. Right. You know, but I just don't think that any of those folks that you send there, no matter how fantastic they are, are going to be able to fix much of anything at the federal level. I just don't see that. Yet, it has to come from the states, I think. Yet, here in the state of Missouri, we just saw a, an almost 10 billion dollar increase in our budget hope you enjoyed it um and just consternation and serious problems at our own general assembly in, in jefferson city so i want to say that the states are are supposed to be the ones that get together to fix these things yet i see all of these issues out here in the states too and and uh well there's always going to be infighting i think among yeah. any party but you have to look at it uh, how the democrats do it the, the democrats even if there is infighting they seem to rally around around 
and uh, try to uh, continue with their agenda and uh, their issues and whatever their cause may be at the particular time. Republicans don't seem to uh, c- kind of do it that way. Uh, it's uh, my way or the highway. It's uh, what the people want. It's, uh, well, uh, do I want to do things that are popular versus... Now, and, and see, that in itself... You're going to, you said this earlier, you're, you're going to irritate people one way or the other. You're not going to make 100% of the people happy 100% of the time, or for that matter, you know, at all. You know, it's just, it's not going to work that way. But when you think about it, uh, this legislative session and all of this redistricting and various things that went on within the, the GOP in the state of Missouri, it was like uh, you had two different factions going on here. And, and like I said, At it, least. it, it kind of reminds you of, of like the cliques in high school. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and I understand we've got a supermajority, but these people don't vote like a supermajority. Uh, and and it, I think it's time for somebody, anybody in that party to step up and say, hey, listen, folks, we need to have a sit-down. We need to understand and realize that, you know, we've got a few problems. We need to get these things worked out because, hey, there's an election coming up here shortly, and it really, really makes a huge difference because the thought nationwide is that the Republicans are going to come in and take over Congress. Well, that's there's no guarantee. No guarantee for Absolutely sure. Absolutely no guarantee no. whatsoever. Uh, we're going through a lot <clears throat> right now. In particular, uh, and, and I talked about this yesterday, with this baby formula shortage. Now, some people may not consider this to be anything big. The media is is playing on it like they normally do, uh, you know, with the, the fear and paranoia. But I think this is a clear signal, a very clear signal that we need to, as a country, be prepared, folks. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that, you know, I, you can talk to a lot of people um, but I don't think most of us, I know I certainly haven't, had to deal with something like they've uh, dealt with in uh, some of these uh, communist countries and countries that are run by dictators and things along these lines. When we watched the uh, country of Venezuela break down mm-hmm. and the citizens who had been disarmed were throwing rocks and bottles and anything they could get their hands on. I mean, think about this for a minute. Watch how things are shaping up. Now, you may not think because you don't have any children, that the baby formula issue isn't really an issue and the, and, and the media is just using this to get people all stirred up. Well, that's partially true. But I think if we look at this, this wasn't something that just came out of the blue one day. This was an issue that they knew all about last year and had actually addressed the issue. And now, okay, again, because it wasn't front and center, nobody was paying attention to it. So now it's here. So guess what, folks? There are other shortages on the way. Mm -hmm. And I heard uh, one of the things that uh, might start becoming an issue is canned vegetables. And why is that? Because of the cans. Uh, These cans that they uh, use to pack the vegetables in and put on your shelf at uh, your local store, wherever it is you shop. And, okay, we don't see it right now. But, it, you know, there, there's a lot of things that are going to be coming here, folks, that you just really have to be prepared for. And I think one of the things, like I've always taken away from you in the conversations we've had both on air and off air is the fact that we have a need to be personally responsible. Mm-hmm. We can't wait on what this person's going to do or that person's going to do. We certainly don't want to be in a position where we rely on the government. Mm-hmm. 
if you can do things to prepare yourself, prepare your family now, so that when things come around, it's going to be, yes, you're going to have to tighten your belts. Right. There's no doubt about it. But you're going to maybe, instead of having to go four or five notches, maybe only two or three. Right, exactly. And so I'm saying the main thing to take away from all of this is uh, the media hype, uh, whatever, we get that regardless, uh, and, and, and what the Biden administration is, is, is going to do, what are they going to do? What they normally do. We'll form a task force. We'll throw money at it. And and, 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 and we'll have this thing, you know. It, it, it's amazing how the FDA on one side, they relax regulations so that we can get a vaccine through. But at the same time, they're telling people not to make homemade baby formula because of the fact that, you know, may it, it may not... Uh, it may not contain all of the nutrition necessary for a child. Uh, there's a good possibility there could be con- contamination, and uh, maybe your child develops uh, issues or worse. Let's hope that never happens. But my question is, is how were these children always able to make it before, before there were things like mm-hmm. baby formula in the can, the powdered baby formula, whatever version you use? Uh, you know, how were people back in the day able yeah, to, yeah. Uh, you know, continue to thrive, survive, yeah. and stay alive yeah. so that you and I are sitting across the table from one another? Yeah. Well, you know, I think that illustrates a bigger problem than just the baby formula because I think that we have in this nation gotten so complacent and so uh, used to things going in a positive right direction mm-hmm. that generally makes our lives better, easier. Uh, more convenient, certainly more convenient in our lives so that we can do what? Take on more tasks, do more things, uh, and be more active in whatever it is we want to do active in. Because there was a time not that long ago where a huge portion of a human being's time uh, of a day was just figuring out how to eat, put food on your ta- you know, put food on your table, clothes on your back, and a roof over your head. That's all you had time to really worry about were those exactly. three things. That's all I have time to do now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's a lot of truth to that, yet there's a lot of ancillary things that we do that have yeah. nothing to do with our income and, and all those other things. So we have more free time to do things because we have become the society that we are. However, now that we see how fragile that reality really is, you know, and where we have um, put ourselves along with our politicians that have gotten ourselves in this place, and, you know, I also think about competition among why is there only one or two baby formula manufacturers? You know, a lot of times what will happen is you'll have a little startup company over here that, that creates the, a, a better widget than what somebody else had or, or the same kind of widget. They just tweaked it a little bit differently and, and made something different about it. So now you have maybe that product and, and another product just similar. Then somebody else tries. And, and, they, and then the big guy over here who had the largest market share at one time is now losing market share from these other other little guys that are starting up. So what do they do? They come along and they offer these other startups a whole bunch of money to buy them out. They buy them out, and now that product no longer exists, and now you have one baby fo- manufacturer again, or just one or two. You know, mm-hmm. it narrows it down the field. So when that happens... A monopoly. Yes, more of a monopoly than there was before. Right on. And so now when that breaks down, 
what do you have? You don't have anything to help fill that vacuum. And I think we're seeing that also when it comes with trade in China. You know, not only did uh, I think Donald Trump disrupt trade with China because of tariffs, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Don't, don't misunderstand 100% here, okay? But there was a disruption there. You know China's going to fight back a little bit somehow, whatever, however they can, uh, to do better for themselves, uh, I would imagine, if that's what they're going to do in their country. But then you have COVID-19 uh, pandemic that uh, disrupts all of these other sorts of things. So now we have all these supply chain issues. And my thought process is, why are we building it over there anyway? It should be here because then you're not going to have that supply chain issue so much. And we'll be able to deal with it internally here. We only have so much to know control over what happens in another country. Mm -hmm. Very little to none. So if we're relying on them to get whatever it is that we're relying on them to get, if something happens in that little world, we're, we're up a creek. You know, and, and to be able to, uh, Professor Paisley says it very well, if anything would, should ever occur, uh, especially some sort of a, a huge military action, we're going to be in a bad spot because we don't have the manufacturing capability to be able to ramp up the war machine like we did in World War II. In World War II, our factories just switched over from making cars to making tanks. Trust me, and, it wasn't easy either. No, it wasn't easy. Don't get me wrong, but they had the base there to work with right here uh, now i don't even know if we have that base to even work with so much anymore so it's all of that all of that combined makes a a bit of a problem it makes us less self-sufficient and more reliable uh, or or more reliant on other countries and other entities to be able to sustain uh our own basic needs sometimes and i think uh, that puts us in a very bad spot let's take it back to as they're called, the greatest generation, right? Mm-hmm. So you still had Democrats, you still had Republicans, you still had uh, people at odds with one another. You even had the uh, communist groups that were out there and other subversive organizations yep. in this country, all right? Mm-hmm. And we have all of that today, and maybe it's even a little worse. But again, the media played a very, very important role in all of this. And how did they do that? They, they tried to stress that if you don't help out the country, there's a good possibility, you know, we could see guys goose-stepping down uh, Main Street in your town, in mm-hmm. my town, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they framed the enemy in such a way that they almost made people feel guilty about not aiding in the war effort. Right. Uh, if you have to ration, well, then, you know, that's just something we're going to have to do. And like anything else, and any other time in history, I'm sure there were people that uh, got involved and felt like it was their duty to their country sure. to uh, sacrifice whatever it is and ration and to help the war effort out in any way they could while the men were fighting, the women were working in factories. Sure. But the media played a very... If you look at some of the ads, and I've looked at some of these ads from back in the day... Pure propaganda. <laughs> uh, pure propaganda and lots of pressure. Uh-huh. And and they made it, they made it sound similar, like... Um, I know. What did they have the, uh, uh, the the drills at night where uh, you know they'd have somebody come through and you'd had to you know had you had to turn out all your lights and oh yeah on the east coast and west coast they had blackouts and uh, you know air air uh, air raid warnings every now and again all and, of that. and and one they were really worried about were submarines yeah well they were all they were all over the place yeah, exactly so so they would make sure that like on the on the coast they would turn out all the lights so it would be tougher to target if anybody wanted to lob any shells or bomb or whatever it'd be tougher to target. 
America. So you're right. America at that time wanted to be a little more cohesive, it seemed like. But my point is, is that back then, we came together Mm. as a whole because we knew what the consequences would be if, uh, you know, any of the Axis powers, whether it was Japan, whether it was Germany, uh, if they were able to get uh, to a point where, let's say, maybe they were able to take over the United Kingdom. Uh, that's just right across the pond. And there was always concern that, that Hitler would, uh, you know, force the war and try to bring it to the United States. The Japanese tried on a number of occasions to uh, uh, to get close to the West Coast. I mean, they, they, let, they let the incendiary uh, balloons go and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But the point is... <clears throat> is, okay, let's take then versus now when it comes to the people and the mindset. If there was a real threat in this day and age, do you think it would be a situation where people would come together? Now, we saw what happened after 9-11 and how you know the, most of the country rallied around. For a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, you know, it was God bless the USA and American flags and President Bush. Uh, you know, they may not hear us right now, but they're going to hear us, that sure. sort of thing. And you got all the firefighters and everybody there at Ground Zero and a very moving situation. But you're right. You know, I think sometimes people look at it now and think, oh, you know, maybe it's not as important. Maybe it's not necessary. I've got my own life. But you also touched on something that was important. Back then, people were willing to roll up their sleeves and and, and, and put in a hard day, uh, a hard day's work and, and sacrifice sacrifice and ration and things like that. Today in this era that we live in, everything is convenience, convenience, convenience. Uh, you know, I, I, I can call the grocery store and somebody can shop for me. I can call the fast food place and order my food. I can call somebody who will bring me my groceries. I can call somebody who will bring me my food. If I don't want to, I don't have to get up out of this chair and do anything. I've got a remote for my TV. It's a recliner so I can lay back and sleep. Uh, and that's that's the direction we're going and there was a, a song you ought to give it a listen sometime by Zagger and Evans called the year 2525 oh, and it talks about you know what we're yeah. going to be looking like and if we're still around and, and what's going to be going on and it's kind of an interesting song to listen to and uh, you said you were uh, over at the boondocks uh, do they play uh, Billy Joe Royals down in the boondocks over there? <laughs> no anyway no. just just asking but the point yeah. I'm trying to make here is as we try to simplify our lives does it make us as you mentioned more complacent does it make us uh, you know think that yeah do i want to get up and do this do i really want to get involved because it seems like the goal today is to keep people divided as long as we can keep people divided not me not you but the government keep keeping people divided and always wanting to be there to help all the time you know I, I, I look at this as a situation now where, oh, it's baby formula. So babies, oh, my gosh, we've got to save the babies. Yeah, and and yeah. trust me, I'm not about, you know, no, hurting sure. babies. <laughs> no, sure, I was sure. a baby myself once. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've had kids and all that good stuff. So it, it, it's how they're playing it. It's how they're setting it up. It's the strategy that they're using. And it's something that is going to continue to happen. There is never going to be a time in this country where we're not alarmed by something, whether it's COVID, baby formula, paper towels and toilet paper, whatever. The fact of the matter is, is people have got to take that personal responsibility. Look out for yourself. Look out for your family. 
do what's right for the immediate time because apparently we can't count on people uh, in state government. We can't count on people in the federal government, so we have to be able to count on local government. And as you said, a lot of people have said, we have a unique opportunity in local situations to have local control. What can we do if there are food shortages? There are tons of people around here that grow produce. There are tons of people around here that have cattle, pigs, eggs. You can get milk. You can get a lot of different things. But you can't always just fall apart and say, well, uh, Biden administration, there's a problem. Come help us. Save us. My gosh, we expect you to help us. And, you know, that's the wrong way to go. Yeah, man. Very much the wrong way to go. When it hits the fan, and it will. Are you going to be prepared? Are you going to be like uh, a crazy lunatic running through a store, knocking people over to get water and and, uh, the basic supplies you need? Or are you going to sit back and say, look, I took the time to prepare. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. For the Mm -hmm. most part, I'm ready. Yeah, and, you know, it boggled my mind when uh, I first heard about this baby formula shortage, and then they started asking the White House, well, what are you doing about this? And and then they started acting like, well, we're, okay, we're going to appoint a, a uh, 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 what is it called? A, a, first, a task force? Yeah, or a, yeah, or a, or a point person. A on baby, baby formula czar. Yeah, exactly, right? That sort of, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> what in the world do you uh. have to do with it to begin with? And then, of course, I found out that the FDA shut down the plant to begin with, yes. right? Uh-huh. So now let's look at this for just a few minutes. So we have the FDA that want to come in. About and one minute. We'll pick one, it up okay. on the other side. So, so these agencies are here to protect, allegedly protect, right? Right. right. And, and a lot of people think, oh, well, we need that agency to protect because what if those people create something that's going to kill a baby or kill a human or whatever the case might be? Look, evidently that stuff happens even when the FDA is paying attention, doesn't it? Well, what happens? We either have the FDA shut you down or the consumer will shut you down because your product isn't any good. Now, for the most part, your average manufacturer, producer, whatever, they don't want to kill off their people because that's the people buying their product, right? right? right. So they're going to make a decent product product that people want. Can something slip through when they're not being regulated? Yes. Can something slip through when they're being regulated? Yes. Yes. So why in the world do we need the doggone regulators? The consumer is the regulator. Like I said, the FDA relaxed regulations when it came to a vaccine, but now they're telling people, well, we really don't want you making your own baby formula. With that, we need to take a break. Nine o'clock on the Midwest Coast. Stacey Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. She has some local information and the one and only master of disaster, Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider with sports from Lake TV on the key. The Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, May 18th. A Stover man was seriously injured Tuesday in a crash on 3rd Street. 40-year-old Anthony Gibson was driving when the vehicle traveled off the right side of the roadway and crossed Cherry Street. The car then reportedly struck two trees and came to a rest. Gibson sustained serious injuries and was transported by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. According to the report, Gibson was not wearing a seatbelt. More information at lakeexpo.com. 
Come and get hooked on fishing with Missouri Conservation Free Fishing Days. Through June 11th and 12th, anyone can fish in Missouri without having to buy a fishing permit. Other fishing regulations remain in effect during free fishing days, such as limits on size and number of fish an angler may keep. More information at lakeexpo.com. Josh Toops, agriculture teacher at Lake Career and Technical Center, is Camdenton Teacher of the Week. The district says that Mr. Toops spends many hours beyond the typical workday taking students to contests, fairs, and various FFA events. He's passionate about helping students learn about all things agriculture, and he genuinely cares about his students and their interests outside of his classroom. Congrats, Josh. Thanks for all your hard work. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, uh, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Blues got their second-round playoff series off and running at Colorado last night. Blues, of course, beat Minnesota in the first round 4-2. to two. So they take on the Avalanche, who have been great all year long. The Blues got off to a good start, had a one nothing lead after the first period. But the Avalanche came alive in the second period, scoring two goals. And then they cruise in the third to get the win. So Colorado with an early series lead after taking game one at home. Game two will go tomorrow night at Colorado. Games three and four will be in St. Louis on Saturday and Monday. As for college baseball and college softball, huge week ahead for softball. The Mizzou ladies and MSU ladies will play each other in uh, regional tournament play in uh, Columbia on Friday afternoon. The Lady Tigers hosting that regional, and again, they play MSU on Friday. The other two teams in that region are Illinois and Arizona. The uh, Mizzou Lady Tigers, 36-20. and 20. The MSU Ladies, 27-18, and 18, and they won the Valley Tournament. As for baseball, this is the last weekend of the regular season. Mizzou, 26-22. and 22. They had a game at Kansas last night canceled, so they will finish the regular season with a three-game series at Georgia this weekend. The MSU Bears, 24-24. and 24. They finish off the regular season with a series at Bradley this weekend. As for the big boys, the Cardinals split a doubleheader yesterday uh, against the Mets. They lose the first game 3-1, 
win the second game 4-3. They've got the Mets again today. The Royals had a doubleheader yesterday, too, and they split that against the White Sox as well. The Sox winning the first game 3-0. The Royals won the second game 2-1. Busy time in sports right now. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns at 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90. Roku, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. Thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, the key. It's 909. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us this morning. It is the daily show on Key Radio, heard every Monday through Friday from 8 until 10. And as always, broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors, 66 degrees see where we're headed today. I did update the uh, forecast a little bit, see if the uh, folks that actually put this thing out have updated it as well. 85 is uh, still where we're headed today with a uh, chance of an afternoon shower or thunder shower. 
Partly cloudy tonight, uh, 85 the high, 64 the low, back up to 88 and partly cloudy tomorrow, 88 and partly cloudy on Friday. Scattered showers and thunderstorms on Saturday, high 71, partly cloudy and 67 on Sunday. Looks like maybe a good day for me to get out and do some things around the yard, among other things. 70 on Monday uh, with uh, mostly cloudy conditions and showers in 69 on Tuesday. Again, Memorial Day weekend shaping up as it normally does around here. Uh, you might have a, a chance here and again for a, a shower or a thunder shower, but I think that potential always exists as we get a little bit closer to uh, to summer and the warm and humid weather and things along those lines. But looking at it, uh, Friday through Monday, highs basically in uh, the mid-80s. Uh, we'll see some clouds. And again, maybe a chance for a scattered shower or thunderstorm here. Uh, Folks, all all it means is you just have to keep this uh, in your mind. Come on down. Have a lot of fun. Call your friends. Call your neighbors. Tell them to empty their bank accounts and bring it all to the Lake of the 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 Ozarks. There you go. Spend it here somewhere. We would love it. And, And then on the opposite end, folks, if you've worked here for any amount of time, okay, and I hear this conversation uh, every year. Oh, well, now, now we're not going to be able to do anything because there's going to be a bunch of people down here and we can't go out and we can't have any fun. Well, you're living at the lake. It's mm-hmm. a tourist destination. Mm-hmm. And if you've lived here, as I said, for any time, uh, you should know that by now. <laughs> I would still make an effort to welcome the visitors that come to the area because without these people... <laughs> we don't have an area. Yeah, we don't have an area at all. And, and and I'm not saying you have to invite them into your home if that's no. unless that's what you want to do. But one of the big things, one of the big things is uh, somebody will ask, well, where's this? Where's that? Help them out. Help them out if you can. And yeah. if you can't, Find someone who can. It only takes a few minutes. Uh, you know, I, 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 you go into a convenience store, and it seemingly happens all the time. I'll be in a convenience store someplace, and somebody will be asking, well, you know, where's Haha Tonka? Where's the dam? Where's this? Where's that? And and as somebody who lives at the Lake of the Ozarks, I try to stay up on locations because most of it's basic stuff. They, they really don't ask you, you know. Where is the secret Indian burial ground? Because I wouldn't tell you. But I'm just saying. That's why it's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. Absolutely. (laughs) But the point is, folks, reach out to these folks, embrace them, thank them for coming. And if they need something and you can help them, do it. And if if they, uh, you know, if you can't answer their question. Find someone who can. It's just that simple. Yes. You know, it's just our fellow human beings that are coming down here, fellow Americans. Um, help them out a little bit or stay out of the way. One or the other. Help them out or stay out of the way, yeah. you know, and let them let them uh, have their – because, as, as you mentioned, uh, this is what we – this is why we're here. It's what we do. And uh, that's why we can enjoy an off-season because uh, maybe you don't have to have your restaurant open all year round because you've made enough uh, during, the, uh, during the tourist season that you can maybe have a little bit of a, a vacation through the summer or whatever have you. So um, I wanted to shift gears for a little bit if you didn't care. Sure. We didn't talk about last Wednesday yet. We have not had a chance to talk about that. And uh, I had a fantastic time seeing you at uh, the Ozarks Amphitheater. Yeah, uh, it was a fun night. Oh, it was a fantastic night. Yeah, it was a little hot, but um, the, the, the front rows there were already in the shade and uh, there was just a little bit of a breeze. And uh, George Thorogood, I, I've never seen him in concert i he's I, a know, trip isn't he? he is he's a trip yeah <laughs> i listened to a little bit of his music you know before obviously uh, all of his big hits but but uh he, he was a good showman and he did a great job uh still got some good pipes you know and and the band was doing good together and then uh i i was kind of 
surprised that Styx wasn't the main headliner uh, because they did a phenomenal job. I'd never seen them in concert. It was just a rock concert like you would think any rock concert was. Mm-hmm. Tommy Shaw was fantastic. It was it was just great listening to all their great hits, and I'm glad they came back on the stage to do an encore with a few of their bigger hits. You yeah. know, it was I, I enjoyed every minute of that show. I got to tell you, it was fun, except when they throw guitar picks out and yeah. people people uh, go after you know uh, these guitar picks like you see somebody throwing themselves on a live grenade. <laughs> and so one yeah. of the things that I thought was really cool, and Tommy Shaw did it, and so did James Young, is they had in their pockets plenty of guitar picks. Yeah. And they took them out and they threw them out. So rather than 10 people trying to dive on one guitar pick, yeah. And I almost lost a hand over a guitar pick, and I'm like, "Man, please, just just take it." I'm, you know, they're not worth it. Yeah. yeah. And and then I had a guy that was standing right next to me. Man, he was getting into it. He was doing air guitar, air drums, yeah, yeah. air keyboards, singing the songs, but he was like a foot from my left ear, which is my good ear, the only you know. And he's like, "Woo, yeah, woo!" And I just, I asked him. I said, "Would you mind just moving over maybe two feet so you're not yelling directly in my ear?" But he was having a good time. I get it. I understand all that. But you're right. And there was a little. Uh, there was a little. I don't want to say concern, but uh, the people that were saying, "Yeah, should Sticks have been the headliner? Should Ario eh. have been the headliner?" But here's the thing: I wonder if they don't switch. I bet they do. Go back and forth. Yeah. But Too- Thoroughgood, you know. You, I, I've seen him a few times. It's been a whole lot of years since I had seen him. But, yeah, the guy still puts on a great show, can still play that guitar, had on those white patent leather shoes, yeah, 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 was yeah. was rocking it, and, uh, and really put together a, a good show. And that's got to be tough sometimes to be the opener, you know, the opening act, because... You know, people's anticipation is a little bit uh, high, mm-hmm. and they're hoping, you know, I'll oh, play this song, play that song. Oh, you didn't play my favorite song. Yeah, well, yeah, you well, know, we've only got about an hour, yeah, know, hour right, right, or so right, to, right. to do this, and we, yeah. we, we want to make uh, everybody happy, but you're absolutely right. And here's the thing. Over the years, Ozarks Amphitheater has really graduated to a level of, you know, you go out, it's like any place you'd go in the country. Uh, it's run very professionally. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to cut you off, but that is something I, I got it. The staff there, how they do the parking, the tickets, the everything was just like you said, professional, just top notch professional. They, they, the everything to me worked very smoothly. Was there a little line to get in? Yeah, but it kept moving. You know, there's going to be a line when you got you know five, six, ten thousand people trying to get into a place. This is true. <laughs> there's going to be a line. So it, it's how quickly that line moves and how everything flows, and it just went so well. I, I can't uh, give uh, Mary Kay and uh, Tom Abbott over there and their entire crew enough props, man. They, they are on top of it. They have developed this amphitheater to such a point, and they will continue to develop this amphitheater, looking at it each and every year. Well, how did we do? What do we need to do better next year? And it's not like that's something wrong. That's what any good business does. They look at their strengths and weaknesses, and they try to improve upon that. And I think, uh, you know, hats off to all the people who volunteer their time at that event as well. I mean, there's a lot of volunteers. There are paid employees that work for the amphitheater. There are volunteers, and and, uh, a lot of groups and organizations come in and help out, parking cars, uh, you know, 
maybe work in the merch or, or concessions or whatever. I'm not sure how it's all structured. But, you know, each and every year, it just gets that much better. And look at the number of shows, 25 shows this That's year. crazy. 25 shows. That's crazy. I saw 38 <laughs> specials coming. We're excited about yes, that. Yes, Kansas. We're going to see the Smashing Pumpkins tonight. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're bringing in the acts. They're doing everything they need to do. They continue to build on it year after year. I was uh, really impressed with the fact that Marie Osmond is coming, and she's going to be performing with the Missouri the Symphony Orchestra. Yes, that'll yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. And you know, I said this once before: if if you don't, if you aren't maybe a rock, into the rock genre or something, find whatever because they they bring in a little bit of everything, sure. you know, and they try to satisfy something for everybody. But find out what it is that interests you, and you owe it to yourself. To go to the Ozarks Amphitheater at least one time, because I think if you do, you'll be impressed about the entire layout, the way they do things, and you'll be back. Wednesday night was like a block party to me. That's what it reminded yes. me of, because yeah. I don't think I could walk five feet without seeing somebody I knew. And yeah. and it was nice, because I saw a lot of people I haven't seen for a while, yeah. and, and we kind of got caught up there. But uh, it is something that, you know, they're trying to do concerts on the weekends. They're focusing on concerts during the week. Uh, they try to figure out where these bands are at. Sometimes they're making their way through uh, the state of Missouri or passing, uh, you know, from Kansas City to St. Louis. And they, they've got a, an open date and they can stop in. But the thing about it is, and I will tell you, first and foremost, the bands love coming here because of the hospitality that they are provided. Plus, uh, you know, what is it, Aaron Lewis? He likes to come and perf- I don't know if he, I don't think he's coming this year, but last couple of times, you know, he goes fishing. He oh, comes okay. and he goes fishing. Cool, good. Or, you know, they get to go out to lunch, or they get to go maybe out on a, a, a boat, boat or ride something. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they look forward to that because a lot of places, especially if you're playing in the big city, you have to go well out of the city in order to, you know, find something to do and, and enjoy yourself. Yeah. But I don't know if Tommy Shaw has found the Fountain of Youth. But the guy looks oh, great, man. and so you know we're we're uh, when they first came out, a bunch of us are standing down in the pit. I was sweaty as all get out. These guys come out in uh, you know jackets and yes. shirts, and and they're all dressed real nice as being yeah. sticks. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I stuck around for a couple of the songs from REO, but then the big debate that I had heard was who should who should have been the headliner that night. I don't think it really matters because you got to see two really good groups, three. Yes. And that's pretty good for a a ticket uh, to that show. And so, uh, again, hats off to everybody who's uh, pushing this thing and, and, and... in, in doing everything that they possibly can to make it a great experience. It was great. I enjoyed REO Speedwagon. I'd seen them one time in concert before also. And, um, you know, you, you think, uh, and, I, and I am horrible. I love bands. I love music. I love my rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But I am terrible knowing who all the different actors are within the band. So it's just, <laughs> I don't know their names, and I just never got into it all that much. About the only, I know, I know my, my favorite band, Floyd. I know most of those guys. But um, the lead singer there for REO, 70 years old. Yeah. And just moving around the stage. The like Stones, man. Well, those guys, too. You know, yeah, I haven't seen them. But, yeah, those guys, too. You know, all of them in their 70s. And they're just rocking on like, uh, you know, they were still 40 or something. I think <laughs> I guys I like Mick Jagger, 
Keith, uh, Rich, not Keith, Richards. Keith Richards and uh, and Ron Woods, they they look at this and if they're not out on stage or not touring, they don't know what to do themselves. Well, I can believe that it's what they do and they enjoy it, and they love it, and that's that's fantastic. I think when you're when you're doing it at that age, it's not the money anymore. You got more money than you'll ever burn through, mm-hmm. you know, for real. Or you've uh, got a couple of ex wives that you. Well, you there do. might be some of that so you have to take <laughs> care of, you know. But you know, those are choices. But uh, yeah, so it's just fantastic, and um, I. Just had a great time, and I'll probably go see uh, uh, Kansas and uh, uh, and or Thirty Eight Special. They're going to be on the Kansas same night, aren't they? Thirty Eight Special. Uh, I, I think they're going to be on the same night. Let me look and see here. I, I thought can... they were. And then uh, what? The Kentucky Headhunters are going to be here, and um, isn't that right? Am I wrong about that? Or... I'm working on it. Hold on. Let me pull uh, up the schedule. Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Uh... Right. Yeah, I think. Uh, something else going on, so yeah. Be, and, and if you haven't, if you can't tell, uh, I, I, I like rock and roll. So you know, I like I like a lot of different music, but that's probably my favorite genre is rock and roll. Right on. Right I like on. some country, but I'm not into this newer country. I'm into the old stuff. You know, uh, I might go see Willie Nelson. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I, interesting songs, but somebody told me he's not much of a showman. I don't know how true that is, but well, now there was a story that somebody told me uh, about him being down in Branson. And uh, and coming out, and uh, I guess he was having a little fun ahead of time. And no. he was riding on, on a horse, and, and uh, somebody saw him fall off the horse. Oh. So I don't know. Huh. Smashing Pumpkins tonight, Tracy Lawrence, Clay Walker, and uh, Tracy Bird, I believe, part of this show on May 27th. Cody Jenkins on the 29th of May. June 3rd, Willie Nelson and family. Jackson Brown on June 4th. Uh, Whiskey Myers, who's uh, coming back on uh, June 10th. Brett Young on the 17th. Brothers Osborne on the 24th of June. Jason Isbell and the uh, 400 unit on July 1st. Marie Osmond and the Missouri Symphony Orchestra on July 6th. Ozark Mountain Daredevils on July the 9th. Kansas, uh, it says, in the band. So I don't know if that's like, you know, you remember the band? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um... A little big town, uh, get the load out or get the let out. The tribute band, and oh, they've been here before. Them. I want to go see them. I heard they're really uh, phenomenal. All this future summer festival tour, Hillsong United, uh, Johnny Swim, Dante Bow, and the Social Club Misfits. Apparently, there's an audience for them somewhere. I'm not quite sure. Uh, never. Heard, and that's where I go. Jamie Johnson on uh, August the 19th. The Black Crows, who I've wanted to see in concert. Uh, now that the the brothers Robinson have have, have started to kind of pull things back together a little bit, getting along, I would imagine, or they have to if they're out on tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foreigner on September the 3rd, Darius Rucker, uh, who used to be the lead singer for Hootie and the Blowfish, and he mm-hmm. crossed over to country music on September mm-hmm. 10th. Cody Johnson, uh, Granger Smith, and Earl Dibbles Jr. on, uh, it says here, August the 1st. But there's a lot of uh, other shows I didn't, I know they've announced dates and maybe, just maybe, uh, again, the, uh, the they'll keep the schedule updated. We can go and check back. You can go to their website and and check it all out. And one of the things you want to be very careful about, now this is one thing that you need to pay attention to as to where you are getting your tickets from because there are a lot of people out there that, you know, you'll, you'll type in, let's say, uh, Ozarks Amphitheater, and you think that you're buying your tickets through the venue. You are not. That isn't necessarily true. Right. Uh, I can tell you, uh, first and foremost, uh, as far as uh, tickets, we've got uh, at least one local ticket outlet, 
and that is uh, Bridal Cave. Bridal Cave, yeah. Right, which, which is right across yep, from Ozark's yep. Amphitheater. Yep. That's where I bought the tickets for Breaking Benjamin and Seether. And I mentioned earlier how much the bands really love the Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, Seether's tour manager sent a, I guess it was an email, to Tom Abbott. And uh, I, I got a look at it. And the band Seether said it was the best stop on their tour so far. Fantastic. Well, it was a perfect evening. I mean, you had the yeah. weather conditions were uh, ideal. And then you had an opportunity to sell that place out. And on top of it, man, Seether put on a great show. Breaking Benjamin put on a great show. I did not see the opening act. I apologize. But again, here's one. I pulled up, okay, Ozark's Amphitheater, and it takes me to tickets-center.com. So, again, you want to make sure that you are dealing directly with the amphitheater, and that way you don't get screwed on tickets because there have been instances where people have bought tickets online and they sold duplicate tickets. You know, uh, one person or two people you know, had uh, the same seat as two other people. You know, that's the problem with electronics. That's why I like to go down to Bridal Cave. They give me paper tickets right there in my hands. I know where my seat is, and when I go to the amphitheater, I show them my paper ticket, and I get in that seat. So uh, that I, I maybe I'm just old school. I'm not into all this electronic stuff so much, man. It's OzarksAmphitheater.com, and I've got that right here in front of me. And uh, we're talking about uh, all these great shows that are coming up, and I'm kind of going through here again Foreigner. a little bit. I think I'm maybe go see Foreigner. That'd be good. Foreigner. Foreigner's not a bad band. Uh, I, I believe Mick Jones is still with Foreigner, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, but don't quote me on that. However, uh, again, some top-notch shows, top-notch entertainment. Uh, you mentioned Ozark Mountain Daredevils with the Kentucky Headhunters. Again, that's on July 9th. Uh, I don't. I, I'm wondering if uh, if Buddy Brayfield is still playing, uh, of course, local resident Buddy Brayfield, who was with the Daredevils. Kansas was special guest, 38 special. You were right about that. That's going to be another one of those shows. Uh, Friday, July 15th. Uh, I'm trying to see. Now, I remember, I, I can't remember the year. I want to say it was uh, in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Kansas was playing at a place called Roosters out on I-44 around, uh, around St. Clair, I think it is, or yeah. somewhere up in that area. And literally, you could walk down, and the band was one riser up from the floor yeah. where people were dancing. And you could just, I mean, you, you could literally shake their hand. They were right there. Well, And I didn't, I, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I guess I didn't really, uh, con, you know, I didn't think about how fantastic it was that a band like Kansas was right there, that close. And, uh, you know, here we are at the amphitheater. I have a chance to go see him again. Uh, I have to say that there are a lot of venues here locally that provide that intimate yeah. experience. And uh, Shawnee Bluff Vineyard is one of them. Yes. I saw 38 special over at uh, at Shawnee Bluff Vineyard, and I was like, from me to you, Donnie Barnes. Yeah, isn't that great? And 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 just a little side note: if I go to that concert, I'm going to make a sign that says uh, "Ride in the Storm" because Donnie made an album. I think it was '89, uh, late '80s, anyway. And lost the master. Uh, somehow they lost the master. But his son had a CD uh, of all the songs. And so I guess Donnie's son was living in his house for a while, decided he was going to move out, started going through all the stuff. He had found the, the CD. Uh. And he put this album out, Riding the Storm. And I think it, 
it had limited success, but it was a great album, man. If you ever get a chance, Riding the Storm is the title. Not Riding the Storm out, not to be confused yeah, with sure. REO Speedwagon, but it was a really cool album, and we actually featured uh, one of his songs over, and I'll say it, 93.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music director there, Phil Hall, I, I talked to him, I appealed to him, and since 38 Special and Donnie Barnes was coming through, sure. He added it, put stuff. it into the rotation, yeah, sure. and it was a great song, man. And there's a there was a uh, there are a number of other great songs on that uh, on that CD. But we got into a whole conversation with Donnie Barnes about riding the storm and the stories he was telling about it and riding at that particular time, and 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 everything that was going on in his life that uh, kind of propelled him to put this album together yeah it sounds to me like there's a lot of venues around the lake that are going to have some uh nationally recognized uh acts uh, all year long and uh again we just have a phenomenal opportunity ronda vincent's going to be up at uh, shawnee bluff i want to go see her she's awesome she is bluegrass and uh, as a matter of fact, I had an opportunity to interview her. She's a, a, awesome. a resident here at the Lake of the Ozarks right? now. Yeah, I had no idea. And uh, she's really, really, really uh, very talented. Uh, also, you know, uh, uh, you know, places like I guess uh, you got your Shady Gators, you got Regalia. your Backwater Jacks, you've got uh, the Encore, which has just recently yep. come on board, and they put in a little amphitheater over there. I think it's about a two thousand seater, whatever. I, I don't know if it's that big, but. They're they're you know kind of getting the vibe from the people, mm-hmm. and if I left out your uh, venue, I apologize. You can email it to me, uh, kbsfree65 at gmail dot com. But it's great to have this type of an atmosphere where you can come to the lake and make it a one stop destination, man. Yeah. You can go out and party and have a good time. You can go out on the water. Um, Chrissy McCormick has also started something, and i got to throw a plug in for Chrissy. Uh, Ozark Backwoods, where she is going to take people off the beaten path and show them parts of the Lake of the Ozarks that they would normally not see. And she's putting together a promotion, and I'll talk about it uh, a little bit later on. But so much to offer here at the lake again we've got venues for the family we've got venues for the kids we've got venues for mom and dad we've got venues for just about anybody who wants to come down and do anything including great concert opportunities yeah it's almost to a point where if you uh i don't get to do it because i'm working but you know if you come down here it's almost what do which one do i go to you know this weekend there's so many different good things to go do you can only be at one place at one time yeah uh but i think that is a uh that's a fantastic problem to have right which one of these great venues are you going to go to to see a great band and have some great fun and you just have to pick and choose so i mean what a what a again what a fantastic position to be in we've got it here at lake of the ozarks this yeah, is man. just man this is it and this i would it. have never guessed in my entire life when they first built that amphitheater that i'd be living about five minutes from the place <laughs> because there are some times when i can't go but i can still go out on the back deck and, and, and listen to the show <laughs> a five-figure death punch comes to mind i was in my house it was a, a very warm day so we had the ac on uh-huh. the house was all closed up and I could still hear the show. Right? They were rocking it. They sure were. <laughs> 9.32, we'll step aside. Quick bit of information. Uh, and your phone calls are welcome. We've still got uh, probably about uh, another 20 minutes or so out on the other side of the break uh, with Ike Skelton uh, on the program tomorrow. Mindy Sales, the community events director of uh, Key Radio, in particular The Daily Show. Dan uh, Ellison, Danny the, uh, the educated redneck Ellison, and Donna Swall from the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance 
on the program on Thursday. Friday, we've got a good lineup for you as well. As of right now, Bob Lynch and also Dave Boppin will get into what's going on among the dogwoods. Right now, you get into this local information we have available right here, right now on The Daily Show and Key Radio. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, May 18th. A Stover man was seriously injured Tuesday in a crash on 3rd Street. 40-year-old Anthony Gibson was driving when the vehicle traveled off the right side of the roadway and crossed Cherry Street. The car then reportedly struck two trees and came to a rest. Gibson sustained serious injuries and was transported by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. According to the report, Gibson was not wearing a seatbelt. More information at lakeexpo.com. Come and get hooked on fishing with Missouri Conservation Free Fishing Days. Through June 11th and 12th, anyone can fish in Missouri without having to buy a fishing permit. Other fishing regulations remain in effect during free fishing days, such as limits on size and number of fish an angler may keep. More information at lakeexpo.com. Josh Toops, agriculture teacher at Lake Career and Technical Center, is Camdenton Teacher of the Week. The district says that Mr. Toops spends many hours beyond the typical workday taking students to contests, fairs, and various FFA events. He's passionate about helping students learn about all things agriculture, and he genuinely cares about his students and their interests outside of his classroom. Congrats, Josh. Thanks for all your hard work. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Blues got their second round playoff series off and running at Colorado last night. Blues, of course, beat Minnesota in the first round 4-2. So they take on the Avalanche, who have been great all year long. The Blues got off to a good start, had a 1-0 lead after the first period. But the Avalanche came alive in the second period, scoring two goals. And then they cruise in the third to get the win. So Colorado with an early series lead after taking game one at home. Game two will go tomorrow night at Colorado. Games three and four will be in St. Louis on Saturday and Monday. As for college baseball and college softball, huge week ahead for softball. The Mizzou ladies and MSU ladies will play each other in uh, regional tournament play in uh, Columbia on Friday afternoon. The Lady Tigers hosting that regional, and again, they play MSU on Friday. The other two teams in that region are Illinois and Arizona. The uh, Mizzou Lady Tigers, 36-20. and 20. The MSU Ladies, 27-18, and, and they won the Valley Tournament. 
As for baseball, this is the last weekend of the regular season. Mizzou 26-22. and They had a game at Kansas last night canceled, so they will finish the regular season with a three-game series at Georgia this weekend. The MSU Bears 24-24. and They finish off the regular season with a series at Bradley this weekend. As for the big boys, the Cardinals split a doubleheader yesterday uh, against the Mets. They lose the first game 3-1 win the second game 4-3. They've got the Mets again today. The Royals had a doubleheader yesterday too, and they split that against the White Sox as well. The Sox winning the first game 3-0. The Royals won the second game 2-1. Busy time in sports right now. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns at 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now has kind of taken advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What, what led to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor Program on 89.3 The Key. Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. Hey, it's 940. Thanks so much for taking the opportunity to join us. 69 comfy degrees as we get ready for a high today of around 85. Looks like uh, there's a possibility for some shower and or thunderstorm activity in the forecast. Partly cloudy and 64 tonight, 88 and partly cloudy tomorrow, 88 and partly cloudy on Friday, 71 scattered thunderstorms. Uh, looks like uh, 67 the high on Sunday with a partly cloudy sky and then uh, 70 uh, for Monday, mostly cloudy, some uh, showers and 68 on Tuesday. Uh, morning showers and 76 on Wednesday. Then we get a little bit closer to the big weekend with all the happenings. And I promise I will try to do my research and let you know where the fireworks are going to be and uh, some other things that are going on. And if you know of something going on, do not hesitate to pick up the phone 
and give us a call. Lake level at 658.85, river level at 563.42, and that discharge rate, uh, they're pulling back on it a little bit, but of course, we've had so much rain, and um, I heard somebody say something this morning about needing a kayak to get around the lake area, and that is uh, so very true. So what I've, what I've done is uh, our yard pulls up after, you know, we get a substantial amount of rain, and then it takes three, four days, and I'm so glad I got a wild hair and decided to go cut the grass on Monday, front and back. Mm-hmm. And so I thought what I would start doing is uh, featuring these, what do they call them, gondolas? Not, it's not a gondola. What, what's the boat that they use in Venice? Is yeah, it's a, it, um, whatever. Yeah, it's a gondola. No, you know, know, hiring some guys and dressing them up in, the, in those outfits <laughs> and pretending like you're going through Venice by uh, sure, you know, right, going, right, right. going through my front yard. <laughs> we'll give you a whirlwind tour, you know, a little wine and cheese, whatever you need. Okay, okay. Make a few bucks. Yeah, there you go. You know, don't hey, worry. Get, follow the right price point and you'll probably get some... Get some uh, buyers. Don't worry. We'll 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 give the city and the county their cut. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll make sure everybody. You know, we'll, we'll keep it all legit, up and up, huh? Legit up and up above the table, whatever yeah, you want to call that's it. That's no fun anymore. Well, I found it. I thought little, it was going to be a little rogue outfit. You know? <laughs> a little rogue outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Take a gondola ride or whatever they call those little boats. I think that's what they call them. I, don't I thought know. It, is gondola. Is that, that doesn't a, sound right. We'll it sounds it right, but it doesn't sound right. Gondola. Does that have to do with balloons? Well, you know what? We have a computer right here. Uh, that's that's it. I'm I'm busy doing other things, but uh, nine forty two is our time. And a, a a big thank you to all of you who support uh, Key Radio. And I wanted to mention, and I'm going to do it right here with the time we have left this morning, that uh, Chrissy McCormick and her new venture, uh, Ozark Backwoods. They are doing something that uh, I think is just incredible. And, uh, again, this is an opportunity to support a local business and get involved. Let me pull up uh, the information here. I talked about it the other day, but it's uh, it's worth repeating. It certainly is. They're having their open house on uh, Tuesday, May 31st at, uh, I believe it's uh, Mother Nature's Riverfront Retreat. Mother Nature's River Front, uh, R- River, easy for me to say, huh. Riverfront Retreat. Um, I believe it starts at 10 a.m., runs all day. And for any of you who know, that's uh, you, you can go there a couple of different ways. You can go D Road to Tunnel Dam, or you can go 54 to, I believe it is uh, Highway U, and just follow it around. But it's going to oh. be an all day. Uh, event it says grab your hiking boots and swimsuits. Now, there's uh, an interesting there's a combination, combination there. Combination. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's because uh, it's going to be uh, kicking off summer at Backwoods Day, and they're going to have uh, there's a an admission price, and uh, she's also selling raffle tickets uh, for an opportunity to win an Ozark Backwoods Adventure for 12 people. Huh. And what you do is you go out there, and they're going to have s'mores. They'll have a campfire. Uh, they'll have uh, opportunity to jump in a canoe or a kayak, whatever you want to do, because I think that's like what a couple, three, four miles that you can you can uh, canoe out there, and it's a simple day trip. Which those are the sometimes those are the best ones, mm-hmm. where you can go and do what you need to do, and then turn around and you know you're not far from home. Mm-hmm. But for folks coming down, for 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 people who want to know more, uh, you, you can look her up online. I believe it's OzarkBackwoods.com. 
And the whole purpose of this is to get people familiar with things that you don't normally see that are off the beaten path here at the Lake of the Ozarks. And what a great way to enjoy getting out on the, you're not out on the lake, you're out on the river. Um, You'll go hiking, you'll go exploring, it'll be educational, you'll learn about wildlife, some of the plant life uh, that is native to this area, maybe even some of the plant life that's not native to this area. She might, even if you ask her nicely, uh, take you arrowhead hunting. Okay. And so it's a fun kind of a backwoods family adventure. And you get to see all kinds of cool stuff that you wouldn't normally get to see. And, hey, the way gas prices are, getting a boat on the lake might be a little bit uh, tougher this uh, year or something. Maybe you go do something a little different this year. And that's, that uh, sounds fun. that's obviously a big concern because uh, there, are, mm-hmm. uh, there, there are people selling fuel in Camdenton at $4.19 <laughs> a gallon. I, I stopped in on the way home because in the morning I saw it was three ninety nine, and I pulled in, put the credit card in the machine, and then I looked up at the little marquee there and realized, oh, I'm going to be paying $4.19 a gallon if I stay here. And I was already, you know, checking yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. And so I filled up. And it wasn't too bad. It only cost me $52 because I was keeping I, – I say it's not too bad. That, that's insane. Because <laughs> I told another guy out there, I said, you know, back in the day, I could have filled up my vehicle, your vehicle, her vehicle, his vehicle, and we would have still had money left over to party. <laughs> Plenty of money left over to party, but you know what was it uh, about a year or so ago? Gas was a buck something, buck uh, yeah seventy or something. It was fascinating. September eleventh, I remember a huge scare on 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 fuel prices. Yes, and fuel got to almost four dollars a gallon, I think, and it stayed there for just a day or two, and that was about it. And it dropped back down to some kind of normal prices, you know, a little bit. But this, and that was because everybody was scared of what might happen next. You know, yeah. what's going to be the next terrorist attack? Here, this is just something that, quite honestly, um, the government has done to us. This current administration has done this. I don't care how many, how much they try to spin it as Putin's fault or the the pandemic's fault or anything else. This current administration like in the White the House. Pandemic. That's what is a yeah. pandemic. <laughs> the current administration in this White House is doing this to us, and I do mean to us this isn't by accident this is by design they're trying to shove us into these electrical vehicles they're trying to ramp up all of this green energy garbage it isn't going to work this is not the time for it and we're all suffering because of it i hope like heck that some adults finally get in charge and can move us back into you know we have we have more oil and resources than Saudi Arabia and maybe a couple of other countries combined. We have plenty of resources here. We just need to tap into it. They don't want us to tap into it. It's not just a it's not just a green energy thing or a pollution thing either. It's a control mechanism. And we're getting to a point, look, you know, if, if fuel just a couple of years ago was, let's say it was $2 a gallon because I'm not good on math. So let's just keep the math simple. Obviously, it has doubled in price since that just a couple of years ago. And what you had as 
what you would call a disposable income has now been sucked up at least by the fuel prices. Mm -hmm. And then you start talking about food prices. Diesel fuel has gone through the roof. Wait until it catches up with everything else on the shelves if it isn't already. You know, we're we're seeing it already. We're seeing it already. And, you know, even in my business, I've I've tried to absorb it for as long as I can. I can't absorb it anymore. Uh, We're doing now a fuel surcharge. On, on our on our tickets, I mean, I, 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 I've tried, and <laughs> I can't just continue to absorb it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've had to do that, and other companies are doing it, and um, things are, are not looking. But this is this is by design and on purpose, my friends. This is not an accident. It's not something that just came along. This is by design, and it's what? nobody else's fault what? but our administration. It's just that simple. Well, and, and seemingly it's our fault as well for not making more of a stink about it. I well, mean... Okay, let's let's look at this here for just a moment. There is a crisis. There is uh, this shortage of baby formula. Everybody's making a big stink about it, and uh, the White House is saying, and the Biden administration are saying, okay, yes, there's a shortage. Yes, we need to do something about it. But there has been an ongoing issue with fuel prices for quite some time and probably longer, and let's make sense of it all. We uh, we talk about that, and and you know you get the obligatory speech from the president, but nothing really gets done about it. And and, and you make a, a a great point that when we talk about things that really need to be addressed, uh, gas is is probably pretty much right there at the top of the list because of the fact that it filters down into every mm-hmm. aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. Not only do we have to pay high prices at the pump. You know, look at these uh, these truck drivers out there paying what two thousand dollars to fill up. I mean, oh, it's crazy. Hey, yeah. I'm putting a tank of fuel in my truck almost every day. Yeah, yeah. to get around here to do to do, to take care of folks and, and their different needs around around the lake. So, man, I'm telling you, I know it. I feel it. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, it it, it finds its way into every aspect of our lives. When we go to the grocery store, and we make our purchases, and we look at the total. And, you know, have to step back a little bit or, uh, you know, have to check our pulse or, you know, our breathing or whatever. It's because these folks that transport the goods from wherever they come from to that store are all feeling the pinch as well. So we're getting it uh, in more ways than one, not just in one end, but uh, in both ends, <laughs> Yeah, in the food hall and the, uh, you know, the other place. Well, well, but. Yeah, well, think about it. You know, if you're if you're uh, and it does, it's about a hundred bucks to fill up uh, fill up a truck, um, a pickup truck, right? Wow. So if it uh, uh, if it's a hundred dollars today, at the end of the week, that's two hundred and fifty dollars extra I'm spending on fuel that I used to be able to spend on going out to eat, uh, buying this, that, or the other thing, paying down bills, whatever the case might be, you know, uh, and helping the local com- uh, economy in that regard. And that 250 bucks a week is now sitting in my fuel tank. And uh, you, you got to have it. You can't, you, you, you're not going to get anywhere with it. And, you know, Limbaugh um, had, had said many times on his show that America is first in the world in a lot of areas because of cheap fuel, cheap 
energy, cheap energy in general, electric, uh, gasoline, diesel fuel, all of these other things that come from fossil fuels. Um, it, it's that's why our engine of uh, of, of our, our engine uh, of, the, of, the, of our economy has been able to chug along as well as it has is because of reasonably priced energy, and that is gone now. And when the president is on TV, I'm doing everything I can. You're lying. Mr. President, you are lying to the people. You are not doing everything you can to alleviate this situation. Okay, so we talked about it earlier, and that's why I say it is important for people to be prepared. Why should you just have to sit there and take it when you don't have to? It's just that simple, folks. You don't have to deal with it. Uh, You may on some level to some degree, but you don't have to deal with it if you take the opportunity to prepare ahead of time and watch the trends, watch the warning signs, and then when things hit, you're going, well, fortunately, I spent some time and some effort. Uh, You talk about that $250 that you can't go out to eat on uh, or enjoy yourself or take your family to a movie. It it boggles the mind what you pay at some of these places when you have to do that, Mm -hmm. but you still like to enjoy yourself. I mean, is, is there a need at some point to just be able to say, you know, the heck with everything else. I want to take my wife. I want to take my family out for a nice dinner once in a while. And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but just getting out of the house, you know, getting uh, into your favorite restaurant, eating your favorite type of food and being able to just enjoy the conversation without somebody having to prepare the meal, clean up after the meal, you know, and, and, and all of that. And there should be nothing wrong with it. I don't see anything wrong with people being able to enjoy themselves. And, and now, a stranglehold of sorts is being put on just about every aspect of our lives. And as you said, the pandemic, it seems to me more and more, you know, and, and, and then you have this disinformation board and oh all these gosh. other things that are coming along. Folks, it's no longer a secret. They're not trying to hide what they're Mm-mm. they're wanting to do to people. It is out there in the open as plain as day. And if you aren't watching, if you aren't paying attention, certainly you're going to find yourselves in a situation where you're up the creek without a paddle. No bones about it. I think more than anything else, if you take a little time, if you look at what's going on, if you don't follow all of the mainstream media hype and do your own research, you're going to be able to see plain as day, as I said, what you need to do in order to prepare yourselves. And and that's the thing. We talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Well, who's actually doing it? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm doing it. My wife's doing it. We understand and realize. I've talked to my son about it. You know, I, I've talked to my daughter about it. And I, I said, listen, you know, she's a single mom with two kids. You have got to make sure that the, the steps you are taking now will help you ride out any storm mm-hmm. that is headed our way. And the signs are there. Just because we're not seeing it right in our faces today doesn't mean it's not there. And, and, and this isn't, uh, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm basically saying, hey, listen, take the necessary steps, prepare yourself, prepare your family, and, and get ready because when the other shoe drops, folks, it's not going to be pretty. And we are expecting food shortages. Baby formula is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, 
when COVID rolled in and, uh, you know, there were lockdowns, we, we had to have our paper towels and our toilet paper and all the jokes uh, about it. <laughs> but that was a serious indicator of what we're up against. And should have been a warning sign also as to what could very well come, because if, if you're going to get a shortage in those things, what else is going to occur? And there is another, and I, I looked for a little bit of information on it this morning. A couple of people have told me about it, and I, haven't, I hadn't heard about it or seen a lot of alerts otherwise, but the World Health Organization is meeting right about now. Yes. And evidently, um, they are looking for some sort of a worldwide, um, I don't even know what to call it, the ability to uh, lock down your country, mm-hmm. the ability to require, you know, this shot or that mandated thing or, or this prescription or, or whatever it might be. And... Um, you know, there'll be a lot of countries that comply, and I would imagine as long as we have, um, you know, Joe Biden and those in, in the White House, uh, this country will comply as well to the best that they think they can. Our government will comply. But I want to talk to the American people that are listening that we can reach out to. Yeah. Stop complying. When the World Health Organization, if they do get this authority, now if it's a treaty, The Senate will have to ratify it, although when Agenda 21 came out of Rio de Janeiro in 92, the Senate did not ratify that at that time, as well as we didn't ratify the Paris Accords. But guess what? The President of the United States in both instances still signed on to it and still created an executive order to direct all government agencies to follow these policies and these plans. And that's a big part of where we are and why we are where we are today. And when I say that because if the World Health Organization gets what they're looking for here, our government, even though the Senate may not confirm whatever treaty or whatever plan it is, I do absolutely believe that those in the White House now uh, will comply with whatever orders the WHO wants to come up with and whatever edicts, whatever policies and and plans that they have, uh, these guys will say yes sir, yes sir, three bags full. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and here we are. And I, I don't want it to happen, but but there's a point in time where we're going to have to stand up and say, we are not doing this anymore, period. you got about a minute and a half left, and I just wanted to add to your conversation that the easiest way to make people comply, it seems like, is through uh, various health-related uh, sure. topics, whether it's COVID, whether it's anything. Mm-hmm. You can use that and say to people, well, now, okay, fine, you don't want to comply, so what you're willing to do is, uh, you know, be a spreader of a, a disease yes. or, or this, that. Neighbor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you get people involved on that level where they're saying, well, you know, uh, Joe and and uh, in body, they don't, uh, you know, they don't uh, believe in getting vaccinated, uh, so on and so forth. And, you know, calling people killers and all this other stuff. What a bunch of BS. And that's the problem. As you mentioned, people are complying. People are giving in. They're not doing their research. They're allowing other people to think for them. And they're just like little, uh, you know, lambs being led to slaughter. That's right. That's right. And we get and we get panic in a lot of uh, local communities and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of places around the country, you know, and, and the people right up and they expect something from their leaders but right. um it's, it's just time guys it's time Ike skelton thank you very much for the opportunity appreciate it we'll see you back here next wednesday great show absolutely hey it is uh just about time to put this one to bed we'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m until 10 a.m uh, mindy sales danny ellison and donna swall on the program and hopefully you will take time to join us as well right here on 89.3 keyk osage beach